Hey, how's it going? Uh, welcome to episode two of the Open Tap Podcast. My name is Mo. Uh, I'm here hanging out with you guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Um, of course, it's me, and but we don't have we don't have Mario here today. He couldn't make it, but we do have a friend of mine. You go ahead and tell the people where you are, man. What's up, y'all? Cameron Shaw. I'm a senior here at Georgia College from Athens, Georgia. And yeah, so we're just going to be hanging out with you guys a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that have just been on my mind during the week. And like, uh, and um, I really like was getting in deep with it. Like I talked to myself a whole bunch, which just sounds crazy, but it's what it is. We're going to talk about um, priorities, like everyday priorities, life priorities and stuff like that. And we're going to talk about some NBA today at the end of the podcast, as well as some uh, college football coming up and then some other things along the way. So... Uh, stay with us. Alright, so like I was saying, we're going to talk about some priorities today. And it was really getting on my mind because really, day by day and really like month by month and year by year, people set priorities. And like, priorities can really make and break you um, in your career, in your life when it comes to uh, how you conduct in yourself in certain situations and how you handle uh, adversity and stuff like that. And and so, um, so yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about now. Cam, what what's some priorities like, and how do you um, how do you handle those things? Yeah, so when I was thinking about this question, I really didn't want to go with like the basic traditional priorities. I feel would be like like my family, my friends, my faith. Like, yeah, those are all like super important to me, but those are just like the surface level, like kind of basic uh, answers you hear. So I, I put a little thought into it this week. Um, my top one probably in my life right now is being disciplined. I really value being disciplined in my life. And like, if I say I'm going to do something or if I like want to go out there and like say, I'm going to do this at this time to actually do it, to kind of show myself the discipline I have over my life and how I can like make out of my life, whatever I want. If I just said that discipline to go do it. Uh, my second one was patience. I feel like, uh, this past year of my life has really taught me to be patient and let things come to you. If it's meant to work out. If it's yeah. meant to be, you'll find its own way to you. You don't have to really force anything that's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first one and the second one really, really talked to me, especially a whole bunch, because um, discipline is something I, I need to become better at, especially the stuff that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, being disciplined, being, being uncomfortable, doing things that you don't want to do, and so on, and just... And it's because, like, being disciplined at the wrong things can really get you nowhere. And it feels like you're, it feels like, it feels like you're going somewhere. But, like, uh, this quote was, like, um, this quote that I, was, I heard the other day is, like, you can run in place. Mm. So it feels like you're getting tired and you feel like you're going somewhere. But then you look down and you're still in the same place. Mm. And then patience, for me, especially in college, like, like, you see other people doing stuff and you think it's your time and, like, and you think, oh, well, let me just go do this because they're doing that. Like, it's not, or like some people have jobs and like out doing certain things and uh, making a certain amount of money, but like your time is gonna come. Like you just gotta keep grinding and put your head down and, and uh, just really just go to work and be patient, like you said. Yeah, I agree. Definitely like having faith in yourself. It's like knowing it will come, you can manifest it when you're, when you're disciplined with that. And that kind of, your quote kind of made me think of one of the quotes I live by every day. And it's like, the pain of regret is forever, but the pain of discipline is temporary. Yeah. 
discipline doesn't the pain of it doesn't last forever because eventually it'll get you where you want to be if you put out that goal to be there yeah for sure for sure and i think i think if you think i think i posted one a while ago i said the pain it was like if you think the if you think the what was it if you think the cost of if you think it was like the cost of like of of being disciplined is too high uh, wait till you get the bill from regret or something like yeah. that. And and that just hit it hard because I'm trying I'm trying to build something in my life and like become better and become something where I can be not just not just like like financially stable but like mentally stable mm. and like be able to help family members, the people around me and like financially and like emotionally and, and psychologically to where like we can take it to a whole nother level. And, and, and not just impact like myself, but impact communities and, and hopefully impact the world one day. Like, don't think small, yeah, mm-hmm. think big. Yeah, I think talking about thinking big, I recently read the uh, 10X book by Grant Cardone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you gotta you gotta set your goals 10 times as high as you think you can achieve. Nice. You, gotta, you gotta overshoot because if you overshoot and still far, fall short, you're probably still landing higher up on your goal scale than you would have if you set realistic goals. That's right. Yeah. My mom was always told me like, like you can do anything. Like people would be like, no, that's not possible. Like you don't need to have the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like you can do whatever you want in this world. And like the only person that's stopping you is you. And, and don't let anybody tell you anything different. The people around you should be building you up, giving you, giving you, um, giving you, uh, not being negative, but giving you positive feedback while also telling you when you're wrong, but telling you and be able to communicate with you in the right way. So being able to like, being able to do all that, it's a lot of different variables which we're gonna get about, we're gonna get through multiple podcasts, hopefully continue talking to you guys. But yeah, this is, it's it's so many different attributes of life, but Mm -hmm. that's definitely one of them. Yeah, discipline equals freedom. Facts. Live by that every day. Facts, big facts. So what else you got for me? So my third one that I that I put down was exercise. Um, I've really prioritized exercise in this past year of my life. The past year of my life, I've really had like a big shift on my perspective of things and being able to like, you know, have a positive perspective on things, and that way you can um, have the right attitude to go about it. Yeah. So with exercise, I yeah I enjoy like working out and like building that muscle and maybe looking a little bit better, but yeah. I th- I do it more for mental clarity. Like, when I go to the gym, like, that's all I'm thinking about is yeah. pushing, being disciplined in the gym. Like, if I'm going to set out to do this many sets and this many reps, do it no matter how bad it might be hurting at that moment. I know it's just going to make me more mentally tough yeah. and mentally stronger, mentally stable. Yeah. Yeah, and, boy, like, I'm going to talk about it a whole bunch, a whole bunch, but I love exercise, like, exercise in my life. Like, I came on this journey from a long way. Um... I thought I was like, oh, I just love football. Like, I love playing. But, like, when I stopped doing that, like, I just lost it. Mm-hmm. Like, a uh, long time ago, like, not a long time ago, got diagnosed of uh, cancer back in my senior year. And I and one of the times I got off, like, going to chemotherapy, like, I went down and um, and I tried to go home and go to, go to the gym and I got gassed. And I came home, my mom looked at me. She's like, you're not going back because I was so tired. But then that, that whole period where I couldn't go to the gym was like draining. Mm-hmm. Like I would just sit at home. And then eventually I got back into it and like 
being able to go to the gym at the hospital, like the nurses that were there, like you can really f- see the impact it has on people, like how gym, uh, like it's it's not some sometimes for people it's social, like you go to you go to the gym to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for other people it's like you lock and you become more disciplined. But like overall, like exercise on so many different levels, like uh, it just it helps you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, not just specifically the gym, like you were saying, just exercise in general. Like, it's good for your mental health, but also for your physical health to, like, get a workout and get a sweat and get your heart rate up. Yeah. Um, break down, you know, those calories and all that sugar that you've been eating. Yeah. And um, if you guys haven't read but a uh, book that, because uh, I'm an exercise science major here, and um, called Spark. Literally, like, exercising before you, like, study can help you improve test scores exercising like improves your like improves your cognitive function like improves your mood it improves so much and this is science this is not like me making up stuff and i'll definitely drop the book like hopefully like we do have a instagram it's going slow but the um whenever i get to post things i'll definitely post the book uh it's a good read it's definitely a good read and so, uh, yeah, so we're going to keep it going. What, what you said that's called Spark? Yeah, it's called Spark. Okay. Yeah, it's I'll have to look into that one. And it's a crazy man called Dr. Hobbs. Anybody that's, like, in the exercise science department, he's a crazy guy. Okay. He, he's a smart dude, and it's a really good book. There you go. Well, my fourth one that I have, um, being present in the moment. That's a, that's a priority I've started to focus on recently is, you know, I can you can stress – as much about the future and regret a much as much about the past as you want, but it doesn't change your present. Yeah. So just being present in the moment and something I try to live by, like a quote that kind of sticks out to me when I try to like think about living in the present is, um, oh, what was the quote? Oh, enjoy the moment before it's a memory. So that one's really, really hit home with me. Like if you think about it, like when you're in a moment and be like, I got to really uh, embrace this and take it all in because, you know, one day it's going to be a memory and I'm going to look back and, like, wish I had embraced it more than I did, maybe. For sure. For sure. Those, you, 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 like, one of the quotes and one of the things I, like, try to wrap my head around is one is you'll never know what you have until you've lost it. Mm. And then, That's huge. And then also what comes in into that is, like, it's so tough it's a, as a human being is like being in the moment because there's so many moments in your life that you want to be able to remember but you can't remember them all and like you just don't know what's going to come and what goes and what people what like people can walk out of this room right now and not come back and being able to just it's tough like it's so it's a weird concept to like it's a weird concept to wrap your head around that you can't that you can't remember all those things mm-hmm. and and once that time has passed, that time has passed. So really living in the moment, like like being super present in what people are doing and what you're doing in that moment. And, and so that you can really just, I don't know, because it's the, con- it's the concept I'm still, I think about a lot. So um, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, if the pod can't already tell, we're pretty big quote guys. Yeah. We got a lot of quotes in our bag that we kind of, fall back on uses our discipline and um another thing with like being present in the moment is um quote i like to uh 
remind myself of is uh, do you listen or wait to speak? Yeah. So if you really think about that, put that into your perspective, like when someone's talking to you, are you, you sitting there and you listening to them and really taking and um, dissecting what they're saying and hearing yeah. them out? Or are you just waiting and thinking about that next thing you're going to say yeah. to someone, which which is an easy trap to fall into? Oh, we it's, wanna... it's, amazing. it's a trap. And people, people, because I give my, I give my friends all the time. I'm like, you're not, you're not listening. Mm-hmm. And some, and I, I have like three different things to branch off, but like one is, one is some people get so caught up in how people say things, mm. they won't understand what they say. Mm. And one of these and one of these people on the internet today, we'll talk about it here soon. But his name is Andrew Tate, mm. and people get he gets blasted. Mm. And I'm not saying he's 100 percent right on anything, but um, a lot of times if you actually sit down, like write out what he says. And use your own tone of voice and actually think about it. Then you, then he, a lot of stuff he says is kind of, is is kind of true. And um, and so I just lost my other two trains of thought because because I was just so locked in on that. But yeah, just just listening. Oh, my sister, my sister told me like she always talks about actively listening. And in in psychology, one of the things that really stuck in my mind that I was present for that I'm so present. I was glad for. I didn't miss that class. Um, was there's no such thing as multitasking on any type of level. So in business, you can't do multiple businesses at once. Like consistently on the internet, they say you need to focus on one thing and then build off of that thing. And and you can't multitask. It's, I can't be on my phone and I can't be playing a game while I'm listening to somebody. I can't be looking somewhere else while I'm listening to somebody. You have to like, look people in the eye and that's how you get the most out of what somebody is saying. Mm-hmm. So just being an active listener, like using, look, you know, using all your senses to be in tune with that person, like, like emotionally, like eye contact, actually opening your ears, and and one concept, another concept. I always have concepts. I always think about in my head is um, one I want to take on to further, further ones is understanding people. Like I feel like so many people are misunderstood. And I always felt that I was, but it got to a point where I just had to keep grinding. But when you begin to understand people, then then your knowledge of how people move and how people think and the problems that people are dealing with will explode. And your and your way to actually cause less problems and avoid less problems and actually be able to help more people is when you be try to understand how they feel, understand where they've come from. Of course, everyone's life is different, but just having that ability and that emotional like not just attachment but like consciousness to be like man this guy really does this or 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 yeah i felt that way before and this that and the other so i don't know how you feel about that though yeah i mean touching on those three the first one with your active listening with your sister like i 100 percent agree you gotta you gotta be active present in the moment to be able to listen and understand and then with multitasking I find like a half truth on that. I think you can multitask. I think you could do multiple businesses at once, but I do agree in the sense that you couldn't do each thing you're multitasking to the best of your capable ability. Yeah, you'd be giving percentages to each of those. Sure. You could you couldn't give a hundred percent to to two things at once. Most definitely. And then your uh, your last statement kind of moves me in on my fifth priority. So my last one is. I don't value being understood anymore. Yeah. 
it's 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 so it's an underrated concept. Yeah, because no one is ever gonna see it exactly a hundred percent from my point of view and my perspective, and so therefore, if I'm always wondering if people understand me, I can lose my own understanding in that. Yeah, of what I believe in, my morals, my faith, mm-hmm. and I think if you always let people's opinions and perspectives and even understanding of you dictate your actions then you can never grow as a person. You're always growing into other people's opinions, perspectives yeah. Yeah, of yourself. Yeah, like, I know, like, I've gotten so lost, like, especially, like, sophomore year, I was, like, dumb lost. And one of those things was, like, I just felt like I was misunderstood. And, and I just grew to the fact that it doesn't matter because no one's going to completely, like you said, completely see it the way you see it mm-hmm. and and I've gotten to the point that once people begin to see what I see like that's when you know like and begin to understand you that's when they're like your friends that's when they're they're actually because most of these people are just like one of my favorite like one of my favorite rappers fly by night like they're just here and gone the next day they choose not to understand and they choose not to do that but those people that choose to understand Mm-hmm. and actually want to sit down they won't fully they'll never fully understand mm-hmm. but those people that choose to try to understand those are the people that you got to keep around those yeah. people that, that 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 their their attention is something that that is priceless and you should take it and and run with it and and that's high quality time yeah. of being of, of someone trying to understand you and trying to and trying to help you give you advice and maybe not even talk, but just sit there and listen and be like, yeah, like I, like I got you. That almost moves into like how you could view religion of like the blind faith. Like I might never fully understand like what Mo's full concept of something is, but like I believe in him to go out and get it done. Yeah. Like even if I don't understand why or what he's doing, like if he believes in it, like I can believe in him or like with any of my boys that like I'm real close with that I have that blind faith with that like... If they believe they got it, I got your back. Yeah. Don't matter. Yeah, and, and I'm a faith person. I've been on this faith journey for a while through cancer and and whatnot. And and this goes off to a different subject, but if you're a faithful person out there, you understand that you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith. And you can always tell a Christian not by the what they, not by what they say, but how they move and what they do. And so... Um, I'll just say to take that into your everyday everyday life if you're a faithful person or you want to be a faithful person like no matter what no matter what people say to you like just continue to grind and be yourself and like don't 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 be don't be afraid to be misunderstood because some of the most misunderstood is also to be feared mm. because if you're misunderstood people don't want to understand you because they're fearful of that type that of you it's kind of weird fearful kind of, of your potential yeah yeah fearful of that potential fearful of of becoming on fearful of becoming vulnerable to what you have to offer mm-hmm. and and so um it's a lot of different ways we're not going to go on that one right now but we'll definitely come back to that but yeah so don't be afraid to be misunderstood just just keep grinding can i ask you all right Mo, so what you got for your your five priorities uh, so one of mine is, uh, you might like this one, is like being myself no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like sticking true to who I am, sticking true to like morals. my values, my morals, yeah. and not being swayed by the environment 
or like or the circumstances I've been put into mm-hmm. like not wavering like my mom would tell you right now I'm a hard ass and like I'm super stubborn about certain stuff and this is one of them like like people that people that I noticed and it's crazy because I just I should go into the study of people because I know it's a lot of people but a lot of people like to switch up like who they are at certain times and like you can really tell the difference between someone you can really tell the difference between them and their friends and them at certain periods of time if you see them if you see them later on in the day and stuff like that but like me I like to be the same person throughout the day throughout my life throughout the week like no matter what time of day you call me like I'm gonna pick up the phone whether I'm mad angry sad or whatever like I'm gonna keep it moving and and try not to take out my frustrations or let or let bad things impact other things to where like to where I to where I change my mood and all these other type of things so you're like not being one of those people that change your personality or opinions based on your environment yeah like yeah I'm not, like I love to keep it 100 with people mm-hmm. like throughout like cuz it cuz it's cuz like my mom says is like lying to people about lying to people but also lying to people about who you are doesn't help at all mm-hmm. like like that don't try to fit in and I've been to uh, I've been I've never stayed at the same school more than four years so so I've I've had to I've combated with this like so many different times I I went to elementary school well I went to preschool one school I went to elementary school one school then I switched and went to a middle school then I went to the sister school of that middle school then I changed or well, sister school to that high school and then I changed high schools again Mm. And so I've been I've been around so many different people and I've had to like combat with myself and make sure like I like I've switched up people in college before like I'm gonna keep it 100 like like I wasn't like the person I am sitting here today like two two years ago or three years ago like that's that I wasn't me and and you a lot of times you have to find yourself but a lot of times I I like to say like I've combated with myself I've had to find myself because I've lost myself but my, I've, I've I'm, but myself has has actually never been lost. It's always been there. I just didn't. I just wasn't. I just wasn't acknowledging who I was because it was more difficult to, in certain environments. Mm. And that's why I've gotten. That's why I've made my peace with that. And like we talked before, being misunderstood. Like that's part of that. That's part of that right there. Just uh, because you don't want to be mis- You don't want to be. You, you want people to understand you, but you also don't want to be different. But I love being different now, and I love being misunderstood because it's cool. It really is. Yeah, that makes me think about, like, I changed uh, high schools my junior year. So I had one year at this new school. And it's really easy to take that opportunity to rebrand yourself to to your advantage almost. Like, to rebrand, like, to maybe to get something or to be someone you're not because that's who you want to be. But it's all about, like you said, like staying true to yourself and being who you yeah. are being, like who you are because lying, eventually the truth comes out. Yeah. And like, it's not like you can't change yourself to become better. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can't. Like become more mature, become more better about who you are. But it's different when you completely change your morals. Mm-hmm. To get something. Yeah, to get something to, again, be understood. And, and, then, you just, and then you just go down this path of just, that's just really, really, really unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy for the mental. Yeah, and it can and it can take you off what God wants for you and what you want for yourself. 
by by years and it'll take you a while to get back. Yeah. And so, uh, for my next one is um, doing what's right, no matter what. No, doing what's right, no matter what. Like, not what I feel is right, but what I know is right. Because mm-hmm. so many people like battle with how they feel, and that's another. That's 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 a part of my next one. But so many people battle with how they feel. Like, it's like the, it's the heart mind connection. You got to listen to both, but yeah, at the same time, both might never be in agreement. Yeah, and a lot of times your feelings will point you in the completely wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like me, I'm trying to do better about getting up in the morning because I'm not that I'm not good at getting up in the morning. But it feel, but in the moment you feel bad because you like, man, I'm drugged. Like no matter how much sleep I get, I'm like, man, I don't feel like getting up. But like that's the that's this thing you don't feel like getting up, but it's the right thing to do to get up and get your day started. Feelings feelings break your discipline. They do, they and sure that's do. why it's so important to be so mentally disciplined so that when those feelings come, you can always do what you set out to do, therefore achieving your goals. Yeah, and and feelings come out in so many different ways. Like I feel like you'd be like I feel like I need to eat this hot dog, but you need to eat broccoli. But you know you need to eat broccoli. I feel like I need to get blackout, but you know maybe having a few drinks is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel like I need to call, or text this person, or like talk to this girl, but you know it's not healthy for you. It's not. It's not the right thing to do. Then, but you know it's not. But you do it anyway because you based off your feelings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you need to you need to make sure you keep your feelings in check because they can they can point you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Last thing I got to say on that is like, um, in the terms of feelings and discipline, like if I didn't feel like, or if I go to the gyms, go to the gym on the days that I don't feel like it, I get way more satisfaction from going to the gym on the days I don't feel like it than when I'm like, oh yeah, let's go to the gym. I'm going to push that way. Like I'm going to get right today. Like the feeling of being disciplined, even though you didn't want to, is so much greater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, okay. So it's it's kind of it's kind of on that same thing, but disregarding my emotions. Mm. And so, in certain instances, people like to be really emotional people. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like disregarding how I feel. Like certain times, I'm fearful of, of failure, fearful of, of 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 course being misunderstood again, or fearful I'm not coming off in the right way. Beautiful, I'm not saying the right thing, but disregarding that to making to just being me and trying, um, and not letting those get things get in the way, especially like stuff like fear, like um, one instance we were going like bridge jumping, you know, up by the lake, and so I didn't swim in a shit ton. It was kind of stupid of me, but but in the moment I was like I was really like I talk about this all the time on my quotes of the day, like not letting fear like. And emotion ruin your like take over your life and I was like I gotta do this and so I jumped in and like I can't swim with a wig and I didn't even think about it because I ain't been in the water in like months and so this is a lake and I'm like oh shit and so I had to fight or flight and I just started breathing heavy and I just had to cool myself down mm-hmm. and like swim back of course I kind of panicked along the way but once I got out up out of that and I got up to where like I was gonna go home I was like I was super proud of myself even though it was dumb, I was being a dumbass. 
I was like, I was like, I did it, and I was fearful, but I overcame that fear, and 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 didn't have regret of like getting down. And it, it, I mean, they asked me like, "Oh, you gotta go," but they weren't peer pressuring me at all. Like, you don't have to go if you don't want to. And no. I was like, but I, I was like, literally, I was sitting on the bridge. I was like, this is what it's all about. Like, yeah. this is fear right here. And like, it's I got that, it. That thrill. Yeah, and I got it, and I got to do it. And I was being a dumbass, but again, like, overcoming that fear, like, of jumping off and like possibly drowning, which I could have, is and but getting back on shore and like and realizing like I did it. And like I'm here, and I'm still here, and and, and it lasts, and that fear lasted a matter of like five minutes, yeah. and I'm just good. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, in certain situations, disregarding your feelings though at the same time can be a little unhealthy. Yeah, I think I think maybe a better way to phrase that would be I try to be more in touch with my emotion, or not like as in touch compared to disregarding, but like understanding my emotion. There you go. That's, a, that's I think I think understanding it is a really healthy way to. Um, suppress the feelings that you don't need and embrace the ones that you do because disregarding certain emotions can be unhealthy for you and it can put you into a spiral or into a depression but accepting the ones you need and kind of disregarding the ones you don't i think all comes from understanding yourself mm. and that goes almost back to the misunderstanding like no one's ever going to be able to understand what you're going through so yeah. being understood isn't yeah. important sometimes yeah. yeah i just thought about this this analogy it's like it's like a chinese man not learning how to speak English and an English person not learning how to speak Chinese, but they're both hoping that one day they can understand each other with no mm-hmm. translator. It's not happening. And and that's kind of like how I feel, but like one day that person, will, then one day the other, per- other person will, will begin to understand later on. And so let's see what I got for you. Let's see what my last one is. And so this was the autumn for me. Um, perfection. And I, and I like to grind to be, to make the, be perfect, especially when I come to my, the gym, like how I lift, when I lift, like having a perfect warm up because I've gotten more in tune with the science and stuff like that. And low key, the grind of being perfect and the grind of perfection, like, like allows me to like push myself to become better. And like nothing in this world is going to be perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But kind of like that grind of perfection helps me become a better person along the way. Yeah. Like this strive to perfection. Like, and I know there's a quote, I've heard of it, and that's where I'm getting it from, but I don't know where it came from. So yeah, just like the grind of that, the word perfection. Of course, I'm never going to be that, mm-hmm. but just the grind to that hilltop, there's always going to be another hill to go over, so therefore it's more to do. And it just keeps me, it kind of keeps me locked in on myself. Yeah, I think that just as important as striving for perfection is having the understanding that you will never be perfect. Yeah. There's always something to improve on. Yeah. Because if you get your head so wrapped around the thought of being perfect and having perfection in your life, you'll get so toboggled, bogged down, and upset that you're not where you want to be when there's always room for growth. Yeah. And that's that's a huge understanding to move forward with that one, I believe. For sure. Um... And then when you do find or don't um, don't reach that perfection and you kind of get to boggle down on it, like I was saying, like being consistent with your work yeah. will bring back that motivation to strive for greatness again, yeah. to strive for, for perfection, even if you do get boggled down on not being where you want to be. For sure, for sure.
Um, and lastly, of course, I think we talked about this before, and, and I didn't want to be cliche or be basic, but just my faith is something that that's my priority. Like, you get co- so caught up in like today's activities and what's going on in the news and like being, being negative and and um, and priorities of mine being positive all the time. Mm. There's no point in being negative, but that's a we can say that one for next. But just being, uh, just having faith in in God, of course, but having having faith in yourself. So having that them two co coincide, but having of course God is always bigger than you. But having those two running together at the same time helps you like in so many different ways, and and being able for you to look towards yourself and look having you look towards Him and him be able to guide you throughout your day and guide your mind throughout these so many different tunnels and pathways of, of life and and guiding yourself to, through people and stuff like that uh, and giving you advice when you need it yeah and that will and that and that's a big one for me and going on like the coinciding between having faith in yourself and God how can you have faith in something else if you don't have faith in yourself first yeah and I think that not just with God but if you want to talk about relationships, friendships, uh, relationships with significant others, how can you put faith into something else when you first can't put faith and believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. Because then at that point, you're you're relying on something else for your happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just unhealthy for the mental. Yeah. And and one of the priorities really is, is myself and not even to be selfish. But like I tell my mom, my mom's always worried about stuff and this, that, and the other. I'm like, mom, like you can't take like, and I tell this to myself, you can't take care of anybody else or take care of anything else unless you're taking care of yourself. And that means health. That means mental health, physical health. Like, how are you gonna get out of bed to do all this other stuff? You can't get if you if you don't have good physical health. How can and how can you physically do that and be present in the moment if you're not mentally healthy? And and you can't do anything about health, like mm-hmm. literally, like so that so, and having a healthy self. So you're so so me prioritizing myself and not saying I'm disregarding other people, but how can I take care of other people? I cannot be there for people if I'm not taking care of myself. And um, and so yeah, so make sure you pri- prioritize yourself, people. Don't don't um, don't get it confused. You can't do anything without yourself. So there's some priorities for y'all, some food for thought. Yeah. Let, let us know what y'all think about uh, yeah. our priorities, maybe some of your priorities. There's definitely a ton that we left out, but for just sure. had to pick five to trim it down. So yeah. and, let us and, know. And for sure, we'll probably break these up in future in future pods and, and really get down to the nitty-gritty and the ins and outs of these type things because because there's a lot more here. There's a lot more food for substance. Oh, yeah. We could spend a whole pod on probably each one of those. Facts, facts, and, and a lot more quotes and a lot more stories and stuff about those type of things. Uh, but we're going to take a second break, of course. It's not going to be for you guys. Uh, and we're going to get our stuff together. We're going to talk about the next question up on our list. It's going to be, um, do, does priorities define uh, people? And so, yeah, so we'll be back. All righty. And so, uh, our next topic of the day, like we said before, is going to be, we're going to talk about does your priorities define, or does 
priorities to find people. And so I was literally going throughout this day, like uh, when I saw something on the news or saw, not saw something on the news, but saw something on ESPN. And I've been saying it for a while now, but I think Tom Brady's like psychotic a little bit. Really like crazy. Yeah. Because like he's 45 years old. He's still playing in NFL, but nonetheless. He's 45? 45, Holy yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. And so I saw he was on the news and like, he had to take a 10-day reprieve from practice because he had some life going on. And so um, I was like, I was like, and, and also a little bit because I was like, um, I was like, at 45, your kids need you. Like, your family needs you. Like, everyone in your life really needs you. It, and 45 is key. And his, his, he got his young kids. Like, people, kids are at 12. And, and it feels like a full-time job. And especially for him now. Especially for him, he's like in the goat, goat conversation, and and he wants to become the best ever. Like I thought, like like are your family and your and the people around you not a priority, and like your wife and stuff are not a priority, and like and and he comes on, he's like he's like yeah, I'm 45. There's a lot of shit going on. I'm like yeah, like this is why you should have retired. Like you should have went ahead and just retired. Like your family needs you, and so. I, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Because, like, because me, I'm, like, I love sports. Like, I'm yeah. all for it. But, like, to me, if I was in the NFL or, like, in that type of conversation, like, I would just have to sit down and be like, yo, like, it's not about me anymore. Like, my priorities need to shift at this point in time. Um, yeah, two it, things on that is, like, do you think the critics of and maybe the conversation of the GOAT deterred him from his own priorities? Uh, he he valued maybe his family a little bit more than that. I'm not saying he doesn't value his family, but maybe more than it shows on paper because of the GOAT conversation and because he has to keep solidifying his legacy to be in that title. You think that the critics kind of changed his perspective on his legacy maybe? I, I See, the thing is, I think that, but I think yeah. he'll never admit that. No, no, no. I mean, we'll, I, we'll never know the truth. Yeah. It's just opinions here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course not. I don't think he'll ever... I think maybe long down the road, maybe when he's, like, really retired at, like, 60, hopefully yeah. he retired by 60. <laughs> We'd hope. You hope so. But, like, yeah, hopefully when he's retired by then, he can actually come out and actually... Because you know how athletes come out all the time, like, people like Mike yeah. Tyson on podcast. Get it like, off their chest. Yeah, and they'll be like, yeah, my mind was not in the right place at that time. And so hopefully he'll come out like that. Cause, but it, it really, like, it, it, it kind of disturbs me. Like, I feel like by the age of 45 with kids, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, my kids are a priority. Like, I've lived my life, especially someone like him who's played in big games, yeah. won millions of dollars. You have, a, you have a whole wife at home that is absolutely beautiful. I thought, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of points me into my next, the second point on that is, like, um, I think finding – the right significant other for you is so important for your goals yeah because there's no way there is no way that he's doing all this without having the most supportive wife ever to take care of his kids and understand that like yeah he's providing for the family but like this is what he wants and like having that person to be like i want you to go out there and do what you want and chase your dreams and your goals like that's so important in general is like for for all of us, not just for top tier athletes, yeah. like just having someone that can push you every day, day in, day out, to yeah. really be your full potential. Yeah, and and um, that's 
I mean, that's that's hitting nail on the head for sure. And I'm like, I'm like, and I was in my back of my mind. I was like, she has to be like Wonder Woman or something. Like, yeah. Like, like she's got a whole career herself, mm-hmm. and she's worth. I think she, she's worth more money than he is. Really? And what does yeah, she do? I, I think she's a model. Giselle. Okay. Yeah, and I think she's yeah she's a model or something. I don't, I don't keep up with them teams, but but like but yeah. So I uh, that's what something that I thought about priorities because. I'm, I I think about it all the time. Uh, not all the time, but whenever the Tom Brady comes up and how long he's played, I'm like, wow, like, like you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. And you don't you don't have this mental shift of like, my family, my kids, my life, and maybe I want to do other things. Maybe I want to go and and prioritize my business because he has a whole business. He has like Tom Brady yeah, TV clo- twelve clothing line. Yeah, TV yeah. twelve and like and he's have all these commercials. I'm like, when do you have time for your family, dog? Yeah. And not not to say we know Tom Brady or oh, that no. we no. Or that we um, and not, and not, know what he values or what his priorities are, but just just something for reference there. Mm-hmm. All that could be false, but just like outsiders looking in, that's something that like yeah, that's something. we can we can use as an example, kind of yeah. And so, but yeah, so uh, this this for you, this this priorities have uh, when you see someone's priorities, does that does that deter you? Does that enhance you? talk to them more is that like how does that how does that go about yeah so to first start off that like it's really hard to um figure out people's priorities and what they really value um unless you have those deep conversations like obviously you can see it through uh through some people's actions for sure and you can like pick up on some things but you know there's definitely some people in my life that like i would say i'm pretty good friends with but like do i know what they prioritize like really deep down now so my opinion though on it is I believe your priorities show a lot about who you are and what you value but ultimately when looking and defining and judging someone it's all about how the other person interprets your actions because I think a lot of your priorities like I said like can be seen through actions but do I ever know like how someone's interpreting my actions I could have the most wholesome intent with something I do yeah and they could see it as me looking down on them or devaluing them. Perspective. And all about perspective. Back to the main main topic of this pod is, you know, it's all about how you view and how you look at something. Yeah. Also going back to being understood. Yeah. Don't value being understood because no one's perspective is ever 100% going to completely align with mine. Mm-hmm. So if I'm stressing about how this person defines me, defines my poor priorities... I can never change that perspective of them, but I can always stay true to the perspective I have of myself and my outlook. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and and God knows your feelings. Mm. God, God knows your feelings. Like like whether he, you, he whether he, you tell him or not. Yeah, and 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 he knows how you feel, and he knows how you're feeling right now, and he will not he he will not he he will not uh, point you in the right dire- in the wrong direction. Excuse me, he will always point you in the right direction. And think about all the, and and the main thing that always gets me when Miss Sonia what this really this what this what really changed me from being from being being understood to me being to not caring about being misunderstood is that all those people that all those people that in the Bible that talked about God and and um and stuff um they they didn't under, they didn't understand who he was mm-hmm. and and literally when he got when he was like because I went to a Catholic. High school, and I went to a Catholic middle school, and I am Catholic. They had their perspective on him. Yeah, <laughs> and literally once he got hung on that cross, and the and the and the cloud turned dark, mm. 
literally people walked by. I think in the Bible it says he, uh, he was, uh, they said, blah, blah, blah. He was truly the king of the Jews. And and not just puts you in a perspective. Like, sometimes it won't, literally, you no one will understand anything about you till you die. Honestly. And it's tough. Because you really want somebody, you really want somebody to do to do certain things and, and especially family members and and it's stuff. human nature to be understood. Yeah. And you have to you have to flip that switch. Yeah. Yeah. And um and so yeah, so that people truly won't know who you are. Some people won't really understand who you are till you die. And it's tough. It's tough cuz my grandma died like last year and and I knew who she was and she impacted me so much but I don't really truly understood the impact, as in being understood the impact of who she was and what she did for me. Um, and so, yeah, so much will, that's why death is important. And All right, so um, uh, lastly about does your priorities, does priorities define people? Um, I feel like no, based off when you judge and try to understand their priorities, but in the simple fact of like when it comes to like like especially in relationships like or you're trying to get in a relationship or you're trying to talk to somebody or so on and so on like priorities to them like if you're not a priority to them then they don't need to at certain points maybe not all the time you can't be that main priority because you're never the main character in somebody else's story, mm. but being having them having them having them ask you to do something, or you asking them to do something, and they actually taking it to heart and actually making time for it if they have time, and it's your and it's your and it's your job to to understand if that if you're not the priority, that certain point doesn't mean that they don't they don't like you. They're there um or you're just not a friend or this that and the other and also to understand what they're doing and so and so or maybe they have family problems or maybe they have to do certain this certain thing and maybe this that and the other it's it's your job to figure that out and actually be communication and communicating and, and doing stuff like that and so prioritizing so just understanding other people's priorities uh maybe not line up with yours directly but also maybe someone really doesn't like you and they won't make time for you. Understand that you're not the priority at all. So you just need, you, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't really be your friend. And maybe when you put them in a priority, maybe you need to check them. Maybe you be like, yo, I really needed you at this point in time and you weren't there for me. Everybody's got time. It just depends on what number you are on their list of priorities. That is, this is true. If, if, if they, it's, that is 100% true. Like, everybody's got time. It's, 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 it's whether or not they're going to make time for you. And if they don't make time for you and they explain to you why you don't have time, then that's different. But if they say, oh, no, nah, not this time, and that's just a whole other story. Time is an excuse. Yeah. Like, like, I don't have time is the worst excuse. Or, or later or another time is the worst excuse. And I've, and I've, and I've completely under, and I hate when people use that yeah. excuse. Just, Not understand someone's life happens. Yeah, but especially if you're in a bad explain mood. Explain that. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're in a bad mood. Like I kind of understand that, 
But but me to me, I've gotten to the point where I just want people to tell me one hundred. Like 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 if people would be like if people would be like um, if they say if I ask them, hey, you want to go do this? And they're like, nah, not right now. Instead of being like, yo, I just had a terrible fucking day. Like, I couldn't give you my full 100 right now. Yeah, that I can't. That's I, fair. Yeah, I, that's 100% fair. But just to come to my, that like, just to be like, nah, I can't. Or, nah, maybe no, next time. And then not hit me up next time. That's just, that means that, that means you really just don't care at all, too. So. Yeah. But, yeah, you want to expand on that anymore? No, I'm good. I think I think we're ready to move into the next one. All right, cool. Um, and so, let's see. Yeah, so we can, we can move right into the next one. So what we got up next is what are some priorities you should be more in tune with? And I always think we can always be more disciplined in our life. There's never never not a time to be more disciplined. There's always something in our life we can be getting better at, be working towards, no matter no matter what situation you're in, whether you're on the highest of mountains or in the lowest of valleys, we can always be more disciplined to work on our life, work on those goals. I think personally for me, one is uh, eating, like dieting a little bit better. For sure. It, it's really easy in college to fall in the trap of getting fast food. Cheap. Yeah, cheap fast food, maybe not the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And just also if you, if you work out a lot, a lot of your... A lot of your gaining muscle, gaining weight is dieting. It's what you eat, what you're feeding and rebuilding your body with after you broke down that muscle. Facts. As you know from from your school. And then lastly, I got of be trying to be more um, social in settings that aren't drinking. That's something I've, yeah. I've tried to work on. Really for my mental health, it's really nice to get outside and go do something, enjoy nice times with friends that don't involve alcohol, which like, who's not to say like drinking a little bit, having a good time is a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. But it's also healthy to have that balance of spending quality time with those people sober of just hanging out, getting outside, being in the sun, just doing something. It's good for the mental. Facts. Facts. So those are those are three I got that I've been trying to be more consistent with. Um, and that just go that plays right into what I was gonna say. Um, two that I'm always that I'm always working on is uh, being close to my faith because you can't be never too close to your faith. Mm. Um, being consistent and being disciplined, inconsistently, inconsistency. If I said that correct, being consistent and disciplined and being consistent in your faith, those things will. And being disciplined and consistency, so it works the other way around. And so not being not being just one day do something, consistently doing that every day, and 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 one of the hardest things is they say psychologically, I think I remember some psych if I remember this correctly. The hardest thing is to get started, mm. but after you get started, that's when that routine and that discipline, and once you get again once you get started that discipline that routine. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kicks in and your brain make your brain is hardest to get over that hump mm-hmm. of starting getting starting fearful and fear and all that other stuff but once the ball is rolling it's like a downhill ball just picks up and you're good to go consistency builds that habit yeah but getting started and being consistent yeah is why it's the hardest part yeah so so um I've, I've come a long way but i got so much more to do because i got because i got a lot of stuff i want to do in this lifetime and building good habits right now Oh, uh, especially I mean, 
uh, in early twenties and stuff like that. Like, like it's just it's something I I I put I put a high on my priority list to get started and continue doing. All right, so moving on, we got our last and final question that we're kind of talking about on the topic of like perspective and priorities. So lastly, Mo, what we got? We got what do people prioritize that you do not? Uh, being liked. Okay. And this is, of course, is it comes to in play of being understood and stuff like that. But like, from very simple things, like my mom would be like, "I don't like that shirt." Well, I like this shirt, so I'm about to put it on and rock it, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. And like, and so just people being like, like liked for, for certain things. Like I don't care if you don't like this stuff, I like it. And so I'm gonna be who I am. I'm gonna be in every setting, and I'm gonna keep it consistent. But Stand I'm just true. not gonna, yeah. I'm just not gonna like something because other people like it. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend that really hates when I do that. And I kind of try to keep myself in check sometimes, just to not like be the be that guy in the room, mm-hmm. or being or being an asshole or stuff like that. But sometimes like. It's just too much. Like he's saying stuff that's wrong. That's like that. That if I sit there, like, like um, I forgot what it says, but a man. In, it's something like a man in silence. You're agreeing with everything else. Like especially if you're in a room with negativity and, and people saying other stuff. And so so like if he, if someone says something I don't like that really, like needs my attention, then then I'm just gonna speak out about it. Like that's not. Like being liked is not something I, I I anywhere close hold dear to my heart anymore. Even though people like me, that's cool. Yeah. But like if you don't like me it doesn't matter, I'm gonna keep it moving and 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 most of the time when people don't like me is when they misunderstand me. And so again we don't take we don't we don't buy into that, so Yeah. And I think it's definitely important to speak up like um maybe around your close friends with something you do you uh disagree with them all them on just to kind of like get those perspectives out there maybe see them see a new viewpoint because like you got that trust in them that they can understand for or sure. try to understand you for sure but also i think silence is really powerful yeah i think i think when you're really silent in a room full of people that like to talk it can almost be like hey why is this dude so comfortable with like being silent and just listening yeah because a lot of people don't understand the power of listening you can learn way more from other people yeah than from listening than you can talking yeah, I love I love listening because you get you gain more perspectives and more and more knowledge about the world and other people how other people live and especially like if you really in tune with what they're saying like you can mm-hmm. learn so much from this simple simple small little conversations and so definitely listening is is high on my priority list and I try and I do it the best I can. Yeah, and that kind of moves into mind like obviously we talked about being understood, not a priority like never going to be fully understood to how we want but it kind of goes into people pleasing as well i don't i don't value pleasing other people anymore as much as i used to like obviously my close friends yeah i want to make him happy and i want to um fill them with enjoyment and fill them with love and stuff but pleasing people probably that i shouldn't and giving people my time a day that don't deserve it or don't necessarily could be mentally draining for myself to please those people i don't prioritize anymore i've noticed the toll it takes on me and how i don't need to please those people anymore it's not mentally healthy for myself yeah i've come a long way from that too like 
it's been a journey because I use I like to see people the people around me happy I like people the people that hang out with me happy um and if they ask me to do something simple definitely but um it goes back to uh, being liked like I'm not gonna sit there please you but that I'm under that I'm completely in agreement with whatever you say like people pleasing especially along that line along that that type of thing I, I, I don't take into account either like that's not something that I, that I do very often anymore mm-hmm. but being but but if people ask me to do something I can do it then I'll definitely help them out in any type of any type of way yeah I can and it kind of moves into my last one people pleasing along with like protecting others emotions before I protect my own facts because I can always you know give as much as I want but at the same time if I'm not looking out for myself and on my lonely like I'm only hurting myself at that point mm-hmm. so if I don't have my emotions and raps understood with myself there's no way I should be putting someone else's emotions above my own when I just know it'll be mentally draining almost for me not to tell the truth about it yeah yeah and again that's that goes with the whole mental health and taking care of yourself and stuff like that so um Again, like uh, we're gonna move into our other topics, but but you guys feel free to uh, to reach out. Uh, Instagram pages of uh, Open Tab D dot Open Tab. Uh, it's on Instagram. Feel free to critique us. Uh, constructive criticism only, please. Um, feel free to feel free to just ask questions. Feel free to provide topics. So to this type of stuff, um, we're gonna move into. Talking about the NBA and NFL and some fun stuff. So stay tuned. If not, then we'll see you on the next one. Alrighty. So uh, for this next one, is uh, we're going into Cheers, which is again, it's just um, us talking about maybe we have clips and we do and we look at Instagram reels and stuff like that. And maybe it might be something on the news that we want to talk about or something in in um, um, everyday life. And we're gonna discuss it here. And it's really like. We say it and we discuss it a little bit more like we've been doing throughout the podcast. And whether we disagree or agree, because some of this is going to be highly controversial. Um, and so it's just going to be a respect issue. At, at the end of it, we're going we're gonna to toast and we're going to cheers and, and, we'll, and we'll just keep it moving. And so if you're still with us, I appreciate you. And so here's a clip. recently became to his fame just recently kind of came out to his social media platforms I agree with it a little bit I think um, 
I think it pertains to like women complaining about the top two percent. No, I really think women like what they like when they they give their time. Like we talked about, like everybody has time, and so they're they're gonna give their time to what they what they like, what they pertain to. And I think it's easy for us to sit here and think like, oh yeah, women only pertain to the top two percent of men, the ones that are striving financially and whatnot. But once you get grounded and get get sociable and really get to meet a lot of the people in your environment, I don't always think a lot of the women are like that. Yeah. I think it's really easy to see that in a society viewpoint when you're looking at like the supermodels and the the women of the world that are like Instagram famous. And I think it's easy, easy to compare it to that. But at the same time, I don't know, just from our little college town experience, like women are pretty grounded in what they what they want and if they get um not necessarily to say they'll go after what they want but if what they want comes after them i feel like they're pretty open to to that that reality yeah um i have like an overall human like like try to understanding of this like i feel like people get comfortable with what they want and and run away from uncomfortable and miss out on so many people. Mm. And so, so many people won't get attention because they look a certain way. Or, not even change the racism, but that's a whole another podcast uh, topic. But um, when it comes to how they approach this, that, and the other, and people are so harsh on... I feel like I'm really, really harsh on guys, but uh, guys are also harsh on girls. But people refuse to give second chances. People refuse to understand. But then people kind of look at, kind of don't do that for the people that they're around. And so, um, and so when it pertains to this, like, like, it, it people are just so tough on people and and. Cut, of course, one side of the story, but I've seen so many guys that are cool, cool, cool guys, and they don't do anything. And it would take that one girl to come up to them and talk to them, and and I know for a fact, like maybe this other girl that I like, that that this other girl that I know is probably a better match for him, but that other girl would never give him a chance because so. Because this stipulation, that stipulation, and so on and so on. But that one girl that came up to him and asked him a couple questions and is, and is, and is maybe not exactly what he wants, but he'll just he'll just go with it because because some other whenever he goes after something, um, they they don't give him enough chances, and so it's kind of it's kind of like a perspective type thing again, like so many people I've seen. So many people are matches for other people, but refuse to give them other chances, yeah. and and refuse to give them a a um, a look. If you give people a look, like it does, it's not it's not a big deal for, especially in relationships and trying to talk to somebody. Give them a number, give them your snap, whatever, whatever you do, whatever you do, and talk to them. Just sit down and talk to them. Like you ain't gotta go to their house. Like sit down and have a chat with them. Like an actual real conversation and stop get like stop get past all these get past all these um stigmas stigmas and and what's what's the word 
uh, get past judging and get past all that other stuff. Like you're missing out on so many good people and so many good things in your life uh, when you do that. And so that that's not. Um, I try not to do that, but I sometimes I do it anyway. And and so I don't want to be a hypocrite, which I do it too. But yeah, so just try your best to get around those stipulations and and talk to people, get to know people. Doesn't mean you gotta go over there and do what you gotta do, but you can be friends and go along your way and and be cool. It's so, all it's all about your perspective of the opportunity. Yeah. If you go into the opportunity of meeting someone and getting to some know someone that like you feel you know, like it's forced or you feel like you have to do this, then you'll never really get that opportunity to grow and give them a fair chance as if you went into it open-minded and not being tied down to your yeah. your judgments and your stipulations of the yeah. what's going on. Yeah, and half the time, like, like I'm not an old guy, but I, I'm like, I'm 25, so it's whatever. Um, I get a number of these days, half the time I'm, I like, half the time I'm not, I don't even want to hang out with you. Like, I just want to have a conversation with you like pick your brain, see what you're about, and then I'll determine like if I want to proceed with this or not. And half the time, I feel like especially younger people and younger girls and younger guys don't even don't even want to do that. Like they want to go straight to you pulling up like late night or something like that, or or some people have the the expectations that I want them to just pull up late night. Like like I am totally like conversation based, and I pick your brain and then then we can move on from there. Like, it's rare that it's blah, 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 pull up for me. It, it's not, it's, well, it's really not even in my arsenal anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, really, I don't do that anymore. Like, we we live in the culture of hookups now. Yeah. And yeah, That's, yeah, that's cool. a drastic change from what our parents grew up on and experienced. And yeah. just, it's crazy how society's kind of moved into that. And I mean, it is what it is now, but yeah. it's just, it's weird to see how we as a society have moved into what we have now as hookup culture. Yeah. And, and 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 I feel like like people are so into like fearful of like falling for someone that they just want to do hookups mm-hmm. and like like and people think it's just this magical thing that just happens overnight like no like relationships take time and effort and energy and like and like again you don't have to do any of that stuff you can literally just give somebody's number and talk to them for a few days ask them real questions really pick their personable questions. personable questions like put forth that that you you can have other people online and do this too it's not like you but like you, you're just trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and then you can go past that but then most people don't even want to figure out who they are like who who people are when it comes to women and men mm-hmm. and they don't want to figure out who people are they want to go it's right the to, stigma of something yeah there's such a bad notation around something when it it might get viewed at that, but you really just might be trying to get to know that person. And yeah. You enjoy maybe hanging out with them and spending time with them, and if that's the case, I mean, why wouldn't you give your all to someone or something that you think deserves it? Yeah. And I know for a fact there's, there's been opportunities I've had, well, not opportunities, but there's been opportunities I've seen and, 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 and I've heard, and I've heard of opportunities like this too, and like, and I've seen it with my own eyes and I do a lot of logical reasoning. Maybe I'm completely wrong in my own perspective. But I'll see somebody completely inappropriately pull up and like pull up and talk to a girl and um and and get undivided attention. But when I see somebody with good manners 
like good intentions. Good intentions, like just getting one to know somebody, they pull up and it's actually access denied. It's like it's not even happening, or like, or it, it, it it's like it's really weird. It's it's really weird, and I don't understand it. Like, if a girl if a girl came up to me, which they don't, um, they and they said blah blah blah, like you're cool, let me get your number. That is that I'll be fine, and I'll actually text them. But like, the fact that people don't under people don't respect people. That give them respect, especially when it comes to guys pulling up on girls. Uh, it's really flabbergasting, and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of like dulling my brain right now. Cause I'm like, like people come so so. I know so many people that come so correct, like, and they're good guys, and and or maybe just what our perspective is. On yeah, but yeah, just our perspective. But like, but like, um, they come, they they'll come so correct. Like we'll talk about it. Like yo, we gonna do this. Like don't be kind of like don't be like the other dudes. Like just be yourself, and it's access denied. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's just shut down immediately. And I'm like, I'm like you can't even give him you can't even give him your number and like talk to him for a few days and pick his brain. Like it, and if you do get your number, you just don't reply. Yeah, like, like the stigma that the girls like the asshole instead of the nice guy. This oh, these days, which just oh, that baffles a, me because that's a whole it it explains. Yeah, it's a whole nother podcast we could talk on, but it goes back to the whole thing of hookup culture where, like, you know, girls might want the asshole instead of the nice guy, but at the same time, like, is the asshole who you really want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's a whole nother podcast. Like, does a nice guy win? That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but uh, I think nice guys got to be patient. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. So I, I I highly encourage you to to let new people in. You don't gotta let them in your house, mm-hmm. or you, even in your heart. Yeah, you can literally just have you can literally sat down and have a conversation with somebody and and not even think any of it. Like you're just people getting to know each other, de- determining you, are you gonna be friends, are you not gonna be friends, are you gonna be more than friends, or are you gonna or 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 so on and so on. Like, but you but give people a chance these days because. There's a lot of good people out here. Yes, there's a lot of bad people, but you, but it, but getting to know them, getting to know them, and then you can determine whether they're bad or good for you in that moment of time. Don't just label them. Oh, this guy looks like, or this girl looks like, or, or he dresses like this, so he's got to be this. Well, I've seen him this where I've seen him talking to this person to where this person is, and or I heard he did this, or I heard she did this. No, you don't. Your perspective is truly again your only your perspective. Like, like you're missing out on a lot of good people in this world, and a lot of people that are lost. And maybe you can help them out. If it, maybe you can help them out a little bit. Uh, so yeah. So so again, just keep your mind open, keep your heart open a little bit, um, and figure out and figure out the people around you first before you before you just turn them down, and and tell the truth, to people. So, so like people come uh, and pull up on you, and 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 you talk to them, and they're like, "Oh, can I take you out?" You talk to them for a long enough time, and and you're like, "Oh, can I take you out?" And you'd be like, "Keep it one hundred with them." You're like, "Yeah, we've been talking for a minute, but like, I feel like this is not gonna, this is not, this is this is not it, or I'm not feeling this relationship." And if they can't respect that, or if they don't have a or a good reply or a good comeback, or 
then 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 that's it. Then you you you've not opened your heart. You've done nothing wrong, and you've told them the truth. And the truth is very underrated, which is in the whole another podcast as well. So you got you 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 have anything to elaborate on that one? I think just to cap it off, that kind of touches on the uh, things we don't prioritize of like what I said of protecting others' emotions, which I don't try to prioritize that instead of like, you know, protecting my own emotions. But the best way you can protect your own and someone else's is by being truthful yeah. and by being honest. Because if you relay the message that like, if I'm not into you, yeah. and you tell them that, you're not leading them on instead of delaying yeah. it and delaying it and telling yourself it might work yeah. when you know deep down it might not. So yeah. I think that just all kind of comes back full circle to the everything we've kind of touched on so far today about priorities. Yeah, and 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 people, the truth is very underrated in my opinion, uh, uh, because lies create other other things that lies lies are the center of a lot of a lot of uh, lies and lies are a center of a lot of problems that I feel like people have. And so when you don't tell the truth, for example, one guy comes up to you and you and you don't tell him the truth, oh, we'll talk to him later, then, and, oh, or you give him your number and we'll talk and blah, 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 and you sit down and have a conversation with him. And then he texts you back, uh, he texts you another day and you don't reply, he texts you again, you don't reply, and then he, he texts him again and he texts you again and you don't reply, and then he finally understands that you don't want to talk to him. He's not going to portray that. And his perspective is, you wasted his time, didn't tell him the truth, and you're being a bitch, kind of. And so, therefore, he won't tell that. He he, he would kind of, in, in some instances, not all, but in some instances, if you replay that story to other people, or he might twist it up. And other somebody else, a good friend of him, he's like, oh, what do you think about blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, she's a bitch. She didn't text me back or reply back to me. And then, that, then it just goes into a domino effect of them, them telling other people that you're a bitch and really you weren't into them. And if you just told him at the beginning, at, at, when he texts you, he's like, man, this is not going to work out. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. That's him to interpret. And therefore, you told him the truth and, and, that's, how, and that's how it is. But, and, then you, and then what if his friend is this really nice guy that's into you? And he might be the better of the two friends. And he wants to pull up on you and his friend gives him, okay, whatever. You just missed out on a whole brand new person, a whole different entity that that is on a whole other level that's completely different from the guy that you didn't want to talk to. But just because you didn't reply to one person, you probably missed out on another on a, another three to four, five, six different people. Maybe not even guys. Maybe other even other girls, other other friends that he talks about this stuff to. You just missed out on about four to five to six, maybe. Uh, infinite amount of other people that are good people that that could have helped you along in this life and so so just keep your mind open out there all right so moving on before we get into the nba we're going to run through a little of these week one matchups for uh college football so first off we got the home team we got the dogs playing oregon so number three uga versus number 11, Oregon, in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz, this Saturday, 4 p.m. kickoff. The dogs open up as a minus 17.5 favorite. So, as you know, I'm from Athens, like I said, big dogs fan, hard, hard growing up not to be living in Athens. I will never, ever take my dogs, or never, ever go against my dogs in the spread. 
So I'm going to ride them out at 17 and a half. I'll be there this weekend cheering them on. You know, they do have Dan Landing as their head coach. He was Georgia's defensive coordinator last season when we won the national championship. So he knows our system pretty well. But, you know, I have faith in Kirby. I have faith that he, he'll mix it up enough in this week one opener to, you know, throw Dan Landing off, not let him get the insights that he thinks he has on our offense and on our defense moving forward in this game. So I think Georgia takes care of business in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz, covers the 17-and-a-half. Wouldn't, wouldn't bet heavily on that game, but I'll throw a little money on it. You got any opinions on that game? Uh, I think it's going to be a slow grind at first. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a slow grind. Uh, I think Oregon might come out and get dropped 14 real quick. Uh, just because, uh, just because George's horse, like we, how many? I think we lost fourteen people in the draft, mm-hmm. or something around there. I don't have the numbers yeah. in front of me. But it was a, it was a record for a college team to be have that many drafted players. Yeah, so I think we lost quite a bit, and so I think it's gonna be a slow grind. But I think eventually, uh, pedigree of dogs and and, and of course championship pedigree, mm-hmm. multiple times going, multiple time SEC championship. Kirby Smart, I think. I think uh, talent, of course, too. We've had great recruiting classes the past couple of years, so I think, I think, I think, I think fourteen coming out the gate ten on us real quick, and then we'll pick ourselves up and and blast them by that seventeen in in the next half and be and be clear, way clear of that. So, mm-hmm. so come I, down to how our defense plays. Yeah, if we can replace those all those stories we lost to the Jordan draft. Davis. Yeah, some big uh, names. Yeah, all of those guys. Trevon Walker going number one. Yeah. Well, moving on, we have West Virginia unranked at Pitt number 17. And Pitt's a minus seven favorite. So this is the this is one of those games. Uh, they have a name for this game. I can't remember exactly what it is. But this is like one of those games where they these two teams only play once every like 12 or 13 years, which is pretty wild. Maybe 11 years, something like that. But West Virginia has transfer quarterback JT Daniels from UGA coming in. JT was undefeated as a starter for the Bulldogs, had over 1,200 passing yards in his stint at UGA, um, like 20-something touchdowns to two interceptions, crazy numbers. Started at USC as a freshman. I heard this week uh, West Virginia's coach came out and said this might be the smartest quarterback that this program has ever had at West Virginia. So, you know, Pitt is also replacing Kenny Pickett, so they have a new QB coming in, which is – He's high, he was highly recruited a couple years ago. He, he has a big name around him. Um, I think Pitt takes care of business, covers the minus seven. I think West Virginia comes out swinging, though. I think they play incredibly well. I think JT goes stupid for his first game in the blue and white. Any opinions on this game, Mo? Um, I'm a big fan of both these programs. I think they're pretty good programs. Even on rank, they can come out and, and play a good ball game against anybody in the country. Um, I think it's gonna be closer than seven. I think it's gonna some somebody's gonna win by. Uh, I think it's gonna be three points. Okay. I think it's gonna be three points. I don't think it's gonna cover the spread. Pitt, Pitt is Pitt, and they are really good. They have, they've been, they've been pretty consistent throughout college football about, about having upsets, playing hard in in, in no matter what their ranking is, and West Virginia is like that as well. So. I expect this game to come down to a possession, so seven points, but I think it's going to be a field goal. Yeah. 
Moving on, we have number 23, Cincinnati at number 19, Arkansas. Arkansas is a minus six and a half favorite. I like the Razorbacks in this. Um, KJ Jefferson, a beast at quarterback. He's easily one of the top four quarterbacks coming into the season in the SEC alone. I think the Razorbacks take care of business. Cincinnati's going to have to rebuild from uh, losing Desmond Ritter. I think he was kind of the heart and soul of that team the past couple years. So we'll see how they work on rebuilding the quarterback room down in Cincinnati. But I think Arkansas takes care of business at home. Alrighty, and what we what we got next? Um, you want me to? Keep, I got two more sports games. Oh, so we got the the big one of the night on Saturday. We got number five Notre Dame at number two Ohio State. Man. Ohio State a minus fifteen and a half favorite. I think um I think Ohio State wins this game. I think I think they control the ball. They control the game most of the way. I think Notre Dame puts up a fight, but I don't see Ohio State covering fifteen and a half. I would take Notre Dame at plus 15 and a half. I think they win by maybe a touchdown and a field goal, somewhere between 10 and 14 points. But I don't I don't see this game coming out to a blowout. But, you know, it, it, it could swing either way. So we'll see we'll see what Notre Dame looks like to open up the year. We know Ohio State's always been solid. They will be solid. So it just really depends on what fight Notre Dame comes out with at the Buckeye Stadium. Um, I have really a problem with Notre Dame because – Every time they're in the college football playoffs, they get slapped. And so, um, I do like their new head coach. I think he's a good one. Um, I think Ohio State's going to come out and slap them. I think they're going to destroy them. And I hope, I don't, I, I, I kind of don't hope they do. I want a good ball game because I love good football. But at the same time, like, I just, I want to keep reiterating to the college football. Um, committee that Notre Dame has no has no business being in the top four or top four at all so I want them to go ahead and put this stamp on them at the beginning of the season uh, so go ahead and not let them in um, I agree uh, I don't think Notre Dame should be able to go into the playoffs till they join a conference and win a conference championship yeah. and unlike unlike the Georgia and Oregon game I think either one of them could lose that game Went out the went out the SEC or went out the Pac-12 and still make it mm. is into the college football. But I don't think if or, or Ohio State loses or Notre Dame loses, I uh, I think they're out. Mm. So I think I think this is a big game for both of these because even at the very beginning of the year. Yeah, well that's all we got for college football. Kind of moving on into the NBA. We kind of want to, or WNBA as well. We kind of want to talk about the Brittany Griner situation. So, if you want to touch on that a little bit, Jeez, uh this was going to be a whole other subject for another podcast. But um, that's wild over there, and and people, I've I've done my I've done my full research, um, but based off what she what they say and her not getting a fair trial and all that other stuff, I just want to uh, be, say that. Um, for a long time, in the early, in the early eighties and stuff like that, people of African American culture and other culture were locked up for the same, if not minor, drug charges, just like that here in the United States. So, uh, I just hope that people just keep that same energy towards people that are here in the United States, like just not overseas, just not because it's Russia, uh, all that other stuff. 
like people are here still in jail for minor and drug charges that don't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. I kind of I know a little bit about it. I know she got uh she had a cannabis pen in her suitcase and her luggage, I believe, yeah. leaving the Russian airport. But I want to know what was her business doing in Russia? Why oh, was she, she in Russia? She was playing basketball. They, oh, she played, was. She played. They played. Uh, she was playing international basketball for summer. Okay. For summer, I think. For some summer. Yeah. I also think um, it's a really unfortunate situation for her, but at the same time, like we we know about Russians or the Russian government taking Americans hostage, especially ones like reporters, high value athletes, like anybody with. Um, priority to America that they could maybe get a prisoner swap out of and you gotta be smart about where you go and what you're doing yeah. but probably not 100% her fault but also I hope she knew the uh, situation she was walking into at the same yeah. time yeah and especially like uh, especially in this time of Russia and that and them invading that other country U- over there Ukraine. Ukraine like like in US taking Ukraine's side I wouldn't even step. I wouldn't have even stepped foot in mm-hmm. Russia, no matter what athlete I was, because that's just uh, kind of knocking on their door, asking them to just take you off and, and having them to just have them put something on you. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there was pretty pretty similar level of pickup games going on in America. Yeah, and so did just that whole thing too. And um, lastly, like, what I gonna say? Just the whole situation is kind of weird and kind of backwards and stuff like that. And um, lastly, this is a big thing for me. Like, uh, people made this big deal like about it, and they would post get out, get out, BG, and all that other stuff. Like, I would personally like super respect that, and like, of course, we want her to come back and all that other stuff. But you just blew, you kind of blew up the situation, and and yes, sometimes the government is always not a hundred percent. But in this, I think in this certain situation, I feel feel like they were absolutely correct in saying that we should have low-key just stayed silent because you made... Russia knew it was a big deal at that point and yeah. they used that to their advantage yeah. of a prisoner swap. Yeah, and made her made her a lot lot bigger than what she was uh, over over in Russia. Uh, not saying she's of, not saying she's not a figure to multiple people over here, but if we played it down, we wouldn't have to swap her or I think we we're getting ready to swap her, or they put out a deal for uh, of her swapping for a um, a Russian arms dealer. Yeah, and one and, of the biggest. Yeah, and so this guy's getting ready to go back and be able to sell Russian arms more in Russia and and sell arms to all around the world that kill people. And so possibly if we didn't play it up so much and be so much on social media about it. And maybe take the advice of our government that again I'm not siding with that they're always doing the right thing or they're always always right. But I feel like in this situation they were kinda right. They we should have played it down a little bit, got her home safely and been able to swap her for someone that was mild mild to no charges other than Russian other than a Russian arms dealer that can kill thousands of people with his influence and uh, has money and guns all over the world that are probably killing people. Yeah. yeah. So moving on, we got our last topic of the pod. If you're still here with us, we appreciate you. Um, so we got the KD, Simmons, and Kawhi situation we got going on in Brooklyn. As we know, KD recently, past couple of days, has pulled out his trade request. He met with Steve Nash and the Brooklyn owner, said he 
is now committed after conversation to playing this next season. I'm sure they'll have Kyrie playing. And then they also have Ben Simmons coming off injury. Hopefully he'll be able to uh, open up the season with them as he was. it seemed like he was real close and seemed like he was going to play in the finals. But, you know, my, my Boston Celtics had to sweep him, unfortunately, for them. But um, what we think about this situation we got going into and maybe maybe a title run for Brooklyn in this upcoming season? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I am. We'll talk about this more, but I need to see. Ben Simmons got showed me. I think. Uh, I think he's capable, but I think he's got some 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 a lot of roars to get off. Uh, and he needs to shoot the ball. That's the only way they're gonna win. Um, so it's a prove it season for Ben. Yeah. And I think Katie. I mean, I would have left Elvis Katie, but I think Katie's kind of playing into the hand that that no one's trading for that contract. First of all, they can't handle that, and 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 so he's just playing in that hand. He's got to play because they they can't find anybody else to take on that type of contract. It's kind of like Russell Westbrook, but in a better situation. Um, Kyrie, I am. I have a lot to say about Kyrie, which I won't go into right now. That's a whole another podcast, but. Uh, Kyrie kind of gets on my nerves a little bit with all his antics and not playing and not playing this and not playing that. And um, it's kind of a Kyrie season, proven season for Kyrie too. Can you consistently play? Are you going to be there? Because there have been, uh, there's been reports and, and there's, been, um, there's been actions taken by him to show that he's not always there. He's, all, he's not always 100% with the team. He holds post-team practices. Uh, without Steve Nash, um, he uh, he goes based a lot based off of his emotions of that day. Um, he he um, he with the whole vaccine thing, he wasn't bought buying into the pro, to what they were doing, um, and so on and so on. So uh, Kyrie's got to prove to me and prove to the world that he's actually committed to basketball. And he's and he 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 said that again. He said that he's not. That priority is not his. That basketball is not his priority, and so I completely side with Brooklyn not giving him uh, any more money because he's got to prove it. And Stephen A, I love Stephen A. Uh, he says that Kyrie's box office, but uh, he does not. He will. I, he and I think he and I agree with him that he does not deserve another max or multi-year deal ever in the NBA again because he. He doesn't deserve it. He hasn't been consistent in the past couple of years when he's been at his best. And so, by basically yearly deals for him, and I completely agree with that. Yeah, I definitely, um, you kind of hit the, hit the nail on the coffin there with that one. But I think lastly, it really just comes down to if these superstars, if uh, Kyrie, KD, and maybe even Ben Simmons, if they can just win over the locker room. If they can win over their role players and really show them that they're bought in, I think that is what is determined on this team's success and maybe even a playoff run for this team yeah. moving forward in this upcoming season. I mean, you still got your players up there. You still got Blake. You still got um, you got you still got. Um, I think they got Bruce Brown still. Yeah, you got Bruce Brown. You got uh, the guy that got hurt. The shooter that got hurt last year. You got. Uh, uh, Joe Harris. You got Joe Harris coming back. You got Seth Curry. So you got shooters. You just need to show up and play and be it and have that team chemistry, because like they saw last at the end of last year when they all came together, you have to play games together. You have to get that chemistry together. 
you can't just have talent and show up. You gotta buy in, mm-hmm. and you gotta buy in with your team, and you have to consistently buy in and uh, continue yeah. to grind. Yeah. And uh, before we sign off here, I just want to say thank you to Mo, thank you to the Open Tab Podcast, let me come on, talk about my perspectives. And just kind of be vulnerable and hopefully uh, y'all can take something away from this and maybe implement it in your life. And I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Oh, yes. It's no problem. You're going to be back on uh, plenty of times and uh, appreciate you pulling up. Um, appreciate you guys locking in with us. Uh, this, was a lo- this was a lengthy one. If you got all the way to the end and, and talked about sports with us and listened to us talk about sports, um, um, I appreciate you. I really do. Like, uh, it's definitely I'm grateful for everything like if it's one person that made it this far like I appreciate you um, yeah let us know critique us we, we I'm I'm here for it like I love it really honestly I do anything that's gonna make me better and um, shout, they, out, shout out the gram one last time oh yeah the gram oh it's the uh, dot open tab and it's on Instagram so go follow us um, we'll be dropping this here very soon uh, we love you guys and thank you guys. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Stay blessed. Um, and continue to grind. Be vulnerable. Continue to grind. Continue to grind on yourself. Uh, we love you here at the Open Tab. The tabs are always open, so let us know. Um, peace out. We'll see you later.